When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Wait, 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 wait. Waking you up. Every morning. Get up. Get the F up. It's Tucker and Mora. I get the feeling like there are a lot of people in the United States who aren't taking things as seriously as we are here in Canada. I get it. People are cheating in Canada. They're getting together here and there. But uh, in the States, they're having these like big parties and people just don't give a single F. Like they do this thing in Texas. It's like a topless Jeep day or something or top off Jeep day. It's basically a okay. huge bash down in Galveston on the beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just watching this news report. I'm going to play it for you because, like, the people there, are. it sounds like Schluter and the gang from Spring oh. Break. Remember early in the pandemic? <laughs> Schluter's yeah, like, hey, we've been waiting for this party for months. We're going to have it. We don't care. So, yeah, have a listen to this. After several weeks of being stuck inside, thousands have flocked here to Bolivar Peninsula to make the most of their time while out. Been in quarantine and like I need to get out and party. Woo! Go topless Jeep weekend. What's better than beach and a few drinks and Jeeps? Man, it getting better than that. In full swing at beaches <laughs> on Bolivar Peninsula. <laughs> this event comes at a time where beaches across the state are reopening following the coronavirus pandemic. And beachgoers like Chelsea Collier are still taking precautions to stay safe. Wash them hands for 20 seconds and keep them clean with their germ totally. At last year's Go Topless event, chaos erupted. About 80 people were arrested. Six people were taken to the hospital. But this go-round, the Galveston County Sheriff's Office has enlisted the help of 40 DPS troopers. Come down and have a good time. You have a good time, there's no issues. But when you start acting silly, <laughs> like the sheriff said on the previous interview, we've got a jail that's got a whole lot of empty holes. The sheriff's office have made at least 63 arrests so far in connection to Jeep Weekend. Watch those hands for 20 seconds. She was my favorite. If you watch the video, it looks like chaos. That definitely I mean, it looks like sounded, a fun weekend. It definitely sounded like the type of girl Schluter would be all over, right? He'd be trying to pick oh, her up yeah. for sure. <laughs> Schluter loves her. She'd be like, Schluter, did yeah. you wash them hands? Fourteen, oh. oh. <laughs> and like, I need to get out and party. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> the pandemic's yes. over in their mind. You know, beaches are open. It's all back to the new normal. You know, I wish we could flip a switch here, too. This phase one, phase two, these baby steps. I get it that it's the right way to go. But if we flip the switch, we could be having as much fun as they're having right now. You know? I I know. I need to get out and party. They've been cooped up for like six weeks in the United States. Pretty fun. Pretty fun. Uh, If you don't care about the pandemic, pretty fun. Here's a guy who's trying to do something nice and people have to go and ruin it. Uh, The governor of 
the state of Mississippi decided that what he was going to do was read every single name of the uh, people who are graduating from their senior year. Like, he just wanted to, you know, acknowledge every one of them and make them have their moment, you know, give them their, their special moment. Yeah. And what did somebody do? Well, they filtered in a fake name. That fake name, <laughs> Harry Ascrack. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. It is pretty stupid, but uh, the audio we have isn't the best. It's somebody filming a television, but you can hear it here. Gavin Christopher Davis, Grayson Dolls, Harry Ascrack. Harry Ascrack. Harry Ascrack. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry. <laughs> Woo. Oh. Harry Ascrack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you try to do something nice. Yeah. Right? Somebody's got to ruin it. <laughs> it's so funny too because that's such a big part of graduating is that when you know you get to walk across the stage, they say your name, you know, they might include the with distinction or, you know, honor roll after you're walking mm. across. Not Harry Asgrag. <laughs> <laughs> He's not with distinction. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Governor has a sense of humor. He replied by making a Ben Dover joke. Oh, nice. <laughs> what are we living in the Simpsons now? Bart Colin Moe. Harry Ascrack. <laughs> has anyone seen a Harry Ascrack around here? By <laughs> <Not> you. <laughs> Something else that I thought was kind of cute, but also a little strange, is that there is a woman who's a grade four teacher, and what she decided to do was pay a visit to all her former students who are graduating this year, just to congratulate them on their achievement. And I thought about it for a second. I'm like, well, if I'm like 18 years old, am I even going to really like still have a relationship with my teacher from grade four? If they come up to my house. <laughs> Sounds like the start of a video I've seen on the internet. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Madame Le Cavalier, what are you doing here? <laughs> Where did you get that name from? That's my grade four teacher, Madame Le Cavalier. Wow, she sounds hot. <laughs> <laughs> she was lovely, nice woman. But, you know, if she came up to my door, even, you know, like now it would be even stranger. But if I was in grade 12, graduating, if I, you know, and yes. she came up, I'd, if all the teachers I'd expect to visit me and congratulate me on my achievements, I don't think it'd be my teacher from grade four. It'd grade be the four. teacher I had that year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had a teacher yeah. named Miss Alimo. My, she was my grade nine French teacher. She was hot mm -hmm. back in the day. And I remember... <laughs> Oh, she still was. Yeah. Uh, so I remember I, I'm an adult now. I'm like 20 years old and I go to um, a bar, the sound, like the docks, I don't know, Sound Academy, Rebel, what it's called now. And I'm out there partying and all of a sudden there's Miss Alimo, my grade nine teacher. The hot grade nine French teacher is now there at the bar with me and I'm 20, 20 or 21 and I ended up partying with my French teacher. Well, yeah. it, was, it was like the, a dream come true. And? And did she no. teach you a few new words in French? I bundles? tried so hard, did not <laughs> no. succeed. Did she teach you the art of the French kiss? 
<laughs> I wish. I have dreams about it. Did she show you her hairy ass crack? <laughs> oh, John, by the way, sent us a text, 1-800-953-2464. He wanted to congratulate Hugh Jazz for yes. graduating and being valedictorian this year. Huge jazz. <laughs> yes, yes, of course, of course. Hey, have we all been washing our groceries, like, for nothing? They've just found that coronavirus doesn't spread easily through contaminated surfaces. They say you're much less at risk from catching COVID by touching a contaminated surface than by standing close to people. Uh, the virus, actually, that's how it spreads, through droplets from an infected person when they cough or sneeze, and then those droplets either land in your mouth or your nose, or you inhale it into your lungs. It is possible to get COVID-19 by touching a surface that has COVID on it, but they've just discovered that this is not the main way the virus spreads. So experts say it's not necessary to disinfect your groceries to the level that we've all been doing it. You may still want to do it, but it's not necessary. Remember when hmm. this all first started and we were spending like an hour and a half disinfecting groceries? You'd even put the, the grocery bags on the floor and be like, oh, no. Now I've got COVID. Yeah. I've got COVID yeah. on the floor. I got it ever. Bundes was stripping down naked when he got home. Yeah. Are yeah. you still doing that? No, I've eased up. I, I, I The more I read about this, uh, the more I've actually calmed myself down and I'm not overly washing my hands anymore i'm not living in fear there's lots of things that i've changed about my day-to-day -day routine i'm not stripping down the moment i go into my house anymore no mm. i uh had uh picked up some groceries yesterday and i'm still wiping some things down i it's the the mind f mm -hmm. you know it's still mm -hmm. there and i knew i mm -hmm. read this story yesterday and i'm still like ah would it hurt to just give it a little bit of a wipe down just to clear like my conscience and no no it doesn't hurt to give it a little wipe down do it if that makes you know you i don't want to feel like every it. time i pour a glass of milk for my kids i gotta wash my hands because you know i'd rather just know that everything within my bubble my world inside the you know my house yeah is completely uh contaminated for uh, virus free you know what i mean yeah i know exactly what you mean <laughs> you know what i mean but isn't this good this is good we can calm our brains down a little bit you know that was part of the thing. You just felt like you had to hose yourself down every time you stepped in the door. You don't necessarily have to do that. I'm sure the neighbors in the condo building next to you, Bundus, are going to be sad that you're not going to be stripping down as soon as you come into your condo anymore, though. <laughs> yeah, Lisa's not going to like that. <laughs> yeah. Lisa? Who's Lisa? She's uh, the girl that lives next door to me. Oh, okay. First name basis. I like it. Do you and Lisa ever communicate like um, the people at Shawshank Redemption? did with the mirrors you put them outside your balcony so you could look in on each other and have conversations or are you facing each other when we talk it's usually in the hallway like as i'm oh, walking okay. in and i'll catch her taking her dog out for a walk and we'll just have a little chat yeah. in the hallway is there anyone you're friendly with because you're two towers right and you face another tower yes have um, you communicated with anyone in the other tower like do you have any little relationships with those people they don't really like me because i leave my blinds open and when my lady friends come over I don't close the blinds. Wow. <laughs> so, Putting on a show. 
Exhibitionist wow. Bundus, the professor, wants everybody oh. to attend class. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was in that condo. I'd make myself a bowl of popcorn on a Friday night and sit down and watch the show. <laughs> a little show, huh? <laughs> well, that's the thing, because you're so predictable about when you hook up. Like, we know it's yeah. Friday, so your Friday night lady friend is coming over for pizza Tonight. and, you know, other activities. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's out on their balconies with their binoculars, taking a look at Bundus <laughs> and his nice straw. Yes. Thunder wonder, eh? Wow. <laughs> from, oh, the thunder from down under. The thunder oh. wonder. <laughs> we discovered that Bundus likes to leave all the lights on and the blinds open when he entertains his Friday night lady friend. And uh, Nicole wanted to weigh in on that. What's going on, Nicole? Yeah, I just, I am so on side with the lights on and the blinds open. What? Maybe Absolutely. Maybe Nicole you know, wants to be my new Friday night lady friend. Oh! <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I gotta say, I, I know, gotta careful. say, just, I gotta say, my boyfriend and I just broke up, so, oh. you know. Oh. Rebound! <laughs> <laughs> thing. You could become Bundes' Tuesday night lady friend. <laughs> Listen, Somewhere you got to graduate. Night lady friend. You got to graduate to Fridays. You get Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. You don't start at Friday. <laughs> you don't start at Friday. I mean, you got to walk before you run. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, I lived in a condo for about a year when I first moved to Toronto and I had towers all around me and I saw nothing. Like I, I, I didn't see any big shows. I once saw someone changing once with the lights on at four in the morning. And, oh, the binoculars? Uh, that's about it. Yeah. Like, don't what about those binoculars? <laughs> Didn't what somebody give you a pair of binoculars? My or wife something? gave me binoculars, yeah. <laughs> but I also needed them for uh, my sailing adventures. They came in handy in both respects. But <laughs> sailing, air quotes. Sailing. Hey, Tucker, Tucker you lived at City Place, right? When you first moved to Toronto? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I lived like I, above I lived the, uh, across from the Sobeys there. What's that? Yeah, I lived at City Place too. And it's great because there are so many towers around you. Well, like you have a yeah. pre built in audience. Yeah. Whoa. So what is it what about is, the audience that you like so much? What Does it turn I, you on? Kind of, yeah. yeah. It's just knowing that someone could see me. Mm-hmm. We just got a, a text from Catherine, 1-800-953-2464. She says, go Bundus, go Nicole. Hey, if anyone doesn't <laughs> like your windows open, they shouldn't be peeking. Exactly. If they don't like it, they can stop looking. And Look away. Me. Yeah, Exactly. Has anyone in all your experience ever dropped a hint that they're watching you regularly? Um, not to me, but I do remember my mom visiting a couple of times and she would see people across from me getting it on and she was horrified. We're talking about a small town lady from Alberta. So, I mean, and I, I remember thinking, God, she'd be like just mortified if she found out that I was one of them. Oh, this is nuts. I don't know. I haven't listened to this yet, but I just got um, a DM, and this is uh-huh. from somebody who claims to be Bundus's neighbor across the way. Okay. And uh, apparently it's a video of Bundus Uh-oh. and no. uh, one of the women. Yeah. So if, I'll see if there's any audio to this. Okay. Hey, listen. <laughs> Ride that donkey, baby. <laughs> oh. 
I don't know. I don't know. The visual didn't seem to match up with the audio. (laughs) (laughs) That is ridiculous. I stayed at this hotel in New York City, um, the Standard, uh, in the meatpacking district, and it's all glass windows. <laughs> meatpacking, and- eh? Don't yeah. do it, Brandis. It was too easy. Don't do this next time. Of course, yeah. And it's floor-to-ceiling windows in every single hotel room, and they literally had a little sign on everybody's window that said, by the way, everyone can see you from outside. So please... Yeah. If you're going to hook up, just keep that in mind. Nice. That's the time to do it. See, that's when I'd be in on that idea is when you're doing it in front of a, a group of people that are never going to see you again. Right. I just, From a different last, city. Last thing I need is people giving me tips when I'm in the elevator, <laughs> you know, going up. Saw you Friday night, and I, I you know, I, I noticed that it seemed to be very much one way. There was a lot of one way there, and uh, <laughs> yeah. huh. oh, is that what you were doing? It didn't seem to last very long. Uh, anyway, Nicole, thank you so much for weighing in on this. We appreciate you being on the show. Anytime, thanks a lot, guys. And of course, uh, you know, feel free to DM Bundes. You know how to get in touch with him. He's, uh, Tuesday yeah. night, girl. Tuesday night. <laughs> Woo! We got a text one eight hundred ninety five three twenty four sixty four from Matt. He says, "I cut my son's hair last night with a vacuum and scissors, and it literally turned out perfect." I remember when I was in high school, I used to style my hair with a vacuum to get what? those huge, massive spikes. No. Totally. I would take a vacuum and I would suck the hair up to so I'd have this huge long spike and then I'd twist it with uh like ice spiker glue. Uh-huh. And I'd uh-huh. have like this crazy long spiky hair. Yeah. It was so like you... punk style? Yes. Like, what kind of what are you talking about? Kind of like punk style, yeah. <laughs> How long would that take? <laughs> oh, it took uh, it would take me like an hour to do my hair. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm almost go so... crazy here in the vacuum at like oh, yeah. seven AM. <laughs> <laughs> You're vacuuming your hair. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the engine of the vacuum is probably burning out because there's not enough air going through it. Did, did your hair ever go like too deep inside the vacuum? And like, did you ever like rip some hair out? Mom, I can't get it off. No. <laughs> yeah. That only happens with penises, Mora. That doesn't happen with hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. I, I, not that I've tried, but I've heard horror stories. What is the secret to successful flirting? Is it the perfect line? When you go over there, you got the perfect thing to say. Is it how you say it? Does it even matter what you say? Is it more about body language? I'm getting a lot of texts right now. 1-800-953-2464. Asking what Professor Bundes does when he flirts, because it seems to work every time. Mm. Eyes. I, I don't think Do you have a line. No, no line. I think it's a combination of all the things that you just mentioned. It's about your body language. It's about what you say, how you approach the situation. There's so many determining factors on if you're going to be successful or not. How many mm-hmm. buttons you have undone on your shirt? At least three have to be <laughs> open, or you're not getting in. At least three. <laughs> Well, Uh, the secret to successful flirting, okay, lies in your appearance and not in what you're saying. 
Cannot oh, open go anymore. figure. Hot people win again. <laughs> Great. Hot, pe- Jesus. hot people win again, yes. Thank you. You Thank know what? <laughs> Ridiculous. Both men and women fall for people who look good, who are well-dressed and charming when you go over there with your opening line. But here are some things to increase your chances of being well-received, okay? So maybe you're not super confident about your looks. This is what's going to increase your chances when you walk on over there. Make good eye contact and have a good smell. Smell mm. good. Okay. Wear some cologne. Take Do a the shower. Eye contact thing. Yeah. You know? Take a shower. What do you yeah. wear for cologne, Bundes? What's your go to killer cologne? Uh, I wear John Varvatos Vintage. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It smells good. I don't know. I've never heard of it. I don't know what it is. It sounds like it smells fantastic. A gentle approach. English leather. English leather? That's what yours no. is called? English leather? No. It's called Savage. <laughs> What is, uh, is that uh, Yves Saint Laurent, I think? Oh, anyway, okay. doesn't uh, seem to be... A gentler uh, approach works more than an over-eager one or a cocky approach. You know, some guys come over and they're all swaggy. No. Yeah. Back off. When flirting, women look for seriousness. So if you're coming in and you're being all jokey off the top, that sometimes doesn't go over well. Um, they look for maturity. Men are seen as particularly good catches by women if they come across as intelligent and wealthy. Uh, <laughs> rich people win again! Oh. <laughs> and for men... All that matters is beauty. Like when we're looking at a woman, it's not doesn't matter about her smell yeah. or the outfit she's wearing. It's just about appearance. Just be hot. Be hot. That's the rule right there. By the way, it's Dior who makes Savage. Gotcha. Oh. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, I agree with you in the approach that generally speaking, if I'm attracted to someone, I'm going to approach them. But like I've walked away from many pretty girls because the moment they start talking to me, they have nothing to say. I remember this one time yeah. I, I went up to a, to, a, to a girl. She was beautiful. I was interested. I went up to her. And the fir- like before she even told me her name, she put her foot out and said, do you like my shoes? And I was like, what? I had to walk, uh, away. I had to walk but away. But here's the thing. Do you you like started the shoes? conversation. That's ridiculous. You, you were theirs to lose at that point. You had already engaged uh-huh. with them. And that's the point is mm-hmm. that like, what is the initial like thing that brings people together? And it's being hot. And then if they end up being like, you know, materialistic or whatever, a quality you don't find attractive, then you're going to like move away from it. But the initial thing that brought you to her was that she was hot. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Sucker for the hot looks. people win again. Hot <laughs> people, rich people win pretty much every time. <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Every time, every time. Man, this is frightening. This is frightening. It doesn't surprise me, but I'm still shocked every time I hear about all the different ways other countries are trying to interfere with democracy and mess people up. They're now saying that nearly half of the accounts tweeting about coronavirus on Twitter mm-hmm. are likely bots and they're spreading misinformation. This is stuff that they think could come from countries like Russia and China and uh, they're spreading misinformation just to mess with people in uh, Canada and the United States. What? It's just like, are they, are they they're, so they're spreading the conspiracy theories? They're basically, yeah, like when people start going down those holes of like, oh, wait, I read on Twitter that it was, you know, this and that, and and it, it contradicts what the medical officials in our countries are saying, and it's causing people to be like, ah, we shouldn't have to wear a mask. I read it online that it's worse to wear a mask than it is to, like, not have one on, and mm-hmm. I, I mean... Like, obviously, this virus is new. They're discovering things about it every day. Like, you know, we learned uh, in the last 24 hours that maybe it's not quite as contagious off the surface of things Mm -hmm. as it is when you're in front of somebody who's carrying the virus. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's not helping the situation. But they think about half of the people that are tweeting about it are bots. These are just like accounts set up to spread misinformation about the virus. How just frightening to cause, is that? Just to cause chaos? Is that, is that yeah. it? Just to, wow. That is super scary. Aren't we all in this together? You would think? <laughs> no? <laughs> it's like it's like every single commercial on television and radio now. It's yes. like, we may be spending time apart, but we've never been more together. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I thought we were in this together. In this together. That's what all the ads are saying. But no. But is one of those people who likes to go down the rabbit hole yes. of information and try and <laughs> source out his own, you know, theories on things. And look, uh, I, I think it's all right to be skeptical of the motives of different governments from time to time. But I like if I'm going to pick between who I'm going to believe, I'll, I don't know. I, I think I'd, I'll really I'll believe the government of Ontario and its medical teams over someone on Twitter. I get what you're saying, but like I do, and I do agree that we live in an information war, and that there is constant misinformation being put out by all governments. I just think it's pretty naive to think that our governments wouldn't be doing the exact same thing. Mm. I don't think that, you think. I don't think. Do you US, think our governments are sponsoring like some war room of computer nerds that are on there creating these accounts and feeding those accounts information? I'm not sure in this particular instance, but I I don't doubt for a second that the U.S. or Canada has done things in the past to destabilize other nations, cause wars that perhaps didn't really need to start. So, or, or well, that's not a Canadian thing. That would be an American thing. Sure, Americans have been known to cause wars where there was no, you know, reason for there to be a war in the first place. Weapons of mass destruction would be a good example of that, and all that misinformation. But totally. you think Canada is like trying to destabilize other governments? I feel like we're too polite to uh, want to do that. I don't. I don't think Canada is to the to the same extent. No, no, not at all. But I just don't think that any one country owns the moral the moral righteousness high ground versus any other i mean to us yes our country is our it's it's our home so we we think that it's the best but i i i don't know i I mean the u.s has done a lot of bad stuff and to say that they are better 
than any other country, it's a little far-fetched for me. Oh, yeah, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you're going to spend time online reading about different theories that seem a little bit out there, know that you know half the information that's being put out on Twitter about coronavirus is being spoon-fed from governments that are trying to destabilize democracy. So you mm. got to remember that. And it, it, same thing with like some of the links people are posting on Facebook and, and other yes. places. You just you really have to keep in mind that is it's far more prevalent than a lot of people think. When you hear a number like half of tweets about coronavirus are likely bots like half it's not like 10 percent, five percent that's like half of what you're reading could be you know misinformation intentionally put there i actually heard that the doug ford cheesecake recipe video was misinformation (laughs) Uh, he was telling us to put half a cup of sugar in there it's actually a quarter of a cup okay he's he's really trying to make everybody diabetic he just (laughs) just so you know okay that was a bot yeah yeah okay here's something else i i hate to say this um this noise that you're about to hear is not actually a donkey that's sad after being reunited with its owner it's just a rusty door in an old house being opened and closed over and over again. So the misinformation I, on the internet. I was spreading misinformation handle. by telling people it was a sad donkey being reunited with its owner. I guess we're all a part of this. We really are. Oh boy. <laughs> this whole thing makes me as sad as that donkey. I thought you told me that that was the sound of Buzz and Bundus making love to his Friday night lady friend. More misinformation. <laughs> no. More is right. It is actually Bundus. <laughs> Sad Bundus. <laughs> Man, wait till you listen to this. I just uh, was down a rabbit hole on Instagram yesterday, and I was going through um, an Instagram account called Old Ontario, and they just have, like, old pictures of places, you know, like the CN Tower being built and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, uh, they had posted this promotional video that they made back in 1970, and it's a song about Ontario. And I was just listening to this thinking, oh, my God, like, how much things have changed since 1970. And they get like all these images of the province and... So Most of them like, around Lake Ontario. Would this be a commercial that would play to kind of convince tourists to come visit? Or I guess, like, yeah, maybe they would have had, like, shorter versions of it that would play on TV in the States or something. I mean, I don't okay. really know what they would have used it for. <laughs> but I thought it'd be funny to imagine what it would sound like if they had a guy doing a voiceover to promote. Like okay. all the things you're seeing. So yeah, yeah, what yeah. I've decided to do is invite old-timey Tucker to tell us about some of the things we're looking at in ah. the promotional video for our province. Thank you. Okay. Hello, Mara, Tucker, and Bundes. Hello. <laughs> it's old-timey Tucker here. <laughs> Hello. And what do we have here? 
Well, we're on the western edge of Lake Ontario looking over the city of Hamilton. <laughs> that there is Iverwind Stadium, home of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Some say the CFL is sure to surpass the NFL in popularity. <laughs> and with larger balls, who could disagree with that? <laughs> and there is a donut shop called Tim Hortons, named after the famous Toronto Maple Leafs hockey player. <laughs> and I'm sure the Leafs hockey team would love to have him back on the squad. Hard to believe they haven't won a cup in almost three years. That's quite a drought. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now we're flying over the Queen Elizabeth Way, otherwise known as the QEW. A highway named after current the current Queen Mother and wife of the late King George. It shouldn't be long now before we're considering naming the highway King Charles Way. I mean, how much longer can the Queen want to keep this job away from her son? She's already been doing it for almost 20 years. Well, now, what do we have here? Looks like a young Dougie Ford sitting in his dad's Buick in beautiful Etobicoke, Ontario. Here he is, passing a clear baggie filled with some spices to some of his high school mates. I've been told his bags of herbs are very popular with the high school crowd. He says he wants to be Premier of Ontario one day. His guidance counselors and teachers sure had a good laugh over that one. And we look to the north now. That's Highway 401. With eight lanes of traffic heading each way, its designers are promising it will be impossible to experience any traffic delays. Well, until at least cars can fly in another ten years from now. And now we're looking at the future site of the CN Tower. It promises to become the tallest freestanding structure in the world. Some say it's Canada's way of compensating for our country's somewhat smaller presence. <laughs> Critics of the project have suggested that our country do what most men do in that situation and just buy a Corvette. <laughs> yeah. As yes. you can see, there's lots to see in Ontario. <laughs> Yours to discover. old-timey Tucker. That's all I got. Tucker, Mora, and Bundus. <laughs> old-timey Tucker saying goodbye and adieu. Until next time. Bye, old-timey Tucker. <laughs> old-timey Tucker. What a guy. I love when he comes on the show. This was an interesting question my daughter asked me, and it really got me thinking. And I wonder if you would be, uh, if you would answer it the same way I did. And the question she asked me, she's 11 years old. She said, do you think there is a time on the clock that you have never seen? <laughs> For example, like, is it possible that through the 36 years that I've been alive, um, you know, that I've never looked at the clock and witnessed 8.38 a.m. or, mm, or mm. 1.21 a.m. or whatever? And I, I, I thought for a second, like, is it possible that was 60 minutes in an hour and 24 hours a day that I missed one moment on the clock and all my time on the planet? And uh, what would, how would you answer that, more? Do you think there's a time you haven't seen on a watch or on a, no. you know, like a, a, maybe it's the stove, microwave? You know what? 
When I first started working in radio, I used to do the graveyard shift, the overnight shift. So my shift would start at midnight and I'd go till 6 a.m. So uh, that I, I've seen them all. I've seen all the hours. Yeah. You've seen every and minute I've seen of every them all. day. They all look the same, by the way. <laughs> but I, I'm not saying like awake for every minute of the day. I mean, like you've witnessed every combination a clock has to offer in your life. So do you like mean you've like looked I'm at the looking clock. at the clock as yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like been around. Like we've all been up for 24 hours probably before, whether it was a sleepover as a kid or partying all night with buddies. But like have you looked at a clock and witnessed every combination it has to offer? I, I guess... You know, Is it possible you, you missed two seventeen a.m. all this time? You've never seen two seventeen a.m. I feel like when you're also working the graveyard shift, part of the job is to sit there and stare at the clock and count down the minutes, <laughs> 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 so you can go home and go to bed. Um, yeah. So I you guess say yeah. You've seen. Have you I'm seen it say all? I've seen it all. I'm going to say that. Bundus, you think you've witnessed every available? Okay. Time on the clock. And let's assume that seconds aren't in the equation, because then I think it's possible that we've all missed one. Just hours and minutes. Um, hours and minutes. I think it's it's likely that I've seen mo- most of it. There, But there is a lot of combinations there. Um, I mean, like, even right now, I'm constantly looking at the time. Like, it was 7.05, and I just looked up at 7.07. I'm always looking at the clock. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, if not 100%, around 95% I've seen. Okay, so so it's possible that you haven't. Make up your mind here. Have you seen it all or have you not? I mean, 95 is not all of it. I mean, there was a lot of late <laughs> nights in my 20s, you know, a lot of 453s, yeah. a lot of 457s. I'm going to say yes, I have. Yeah, wow. I think I have too, honestly. I mean, yeah. I, right? Well, because I like you working in radio, where uh, time is so much a part of what we do, yes. whether we're saying the time out loud or trying to time out, or you got to get up early and you, you can't sleep and you're staring at the clock and you see minute by minute turn over as oh, you try and fall back asleep. That's the worst. Yeah. That's or the worst. it's, you know, getting close to last call and you're trying to figure it out or, you know, you're up late with your buddies and you're constantly looking at your watch going, oh, I got to work tomorrow, man. Oh, now it's like 3.42. I'm only <laughs> going to get three hours sleep and I'll probably be kind of still drunk when I get up. Steve actually thinks this is a thing. It's called the 11.11 phenomenon. That's all he says. He oh, says, he's I not think, breaking it down. He's just no. throwing it out there. It's the, he says, I, I believe mean, this is called the eleven eleven phenomenon. Isn't that when you constantly are seeing eleven eleven? Oh, right. That's when you notice that the clock says eleven eleven. But doesn't that mean that someone's thinking about you? <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Uh, when you see all the digits on a clock that are exactly the same, it means somebody's thinking about you at that moment. I thought it was more of like a synchronicity, like you are becoming more conscientious in your life. And no, it means someone okay. wants to hook okay. up with you. All right, <laughs> sounds good too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, the eleven eleven thing is, a, is something completely different. Oh, this. okay, gotcha, gotcha. I think I just thought it was a really odd but yet profound question from my daughter. You know, Tori agrees with you. She says this conversation is making me question my existence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tori. Have me I too. ever looked at a clock at twelve o three p.m.? <laughs> I mean, you know what? I think if, I have. If you're staring at a clock all. that much, you're looking at a clock too much, period. Don't yeah, you're you think? Not, like, you're not living life then. 
Stop oh. looking at the clock. Think of like all those hours that fall within school time between whatever, 8 a.m. and 4 p.m., depending on what your school hours were. You were staring at the clock half the time, right? Absolutely. Just waiting for the class to be over, waiting for mm-hmm. recess, waiting for lunch, waiting to get mm-hmm. out of there. Tell your daughter to stop staring at the clock and start living life. Huh? Yeah. Why don't you focus your energy on something more productive? <laughs> Welcome to the party. It wouldn't be a party without you. Energy 95.3.